This has been an ACB community call. Today's Unmute Present community call was hosted on Tuesday, 6 November 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. At the top here, we got a couple announcements. First thing is we want to just let everyone know that we're going to take all first questions first. So if we have time and we get through all the first questions, we will then move on to second questions. Also, please be respectful and let everyone ask their questions in the same manner you would want your question asked or answered. And there are no dumb questions. So in any case, if you have questions, you can go ahead and start raising your hand. The question of the day today is, what is your favorite streaming show and what app do you use to stream that show? With me, as always, I got Michael Doyce. Hey, Michael, how are you? Doing good. And uh, I, want, I want to answer the question today, and that show is Invasion on Apple TV+. Plus. Great show. There you go. You have anything else coming from the IA camp? Sure. So... We're working on more things for the iCast iAccessibility app. So those will be coming very soon. And we're also looking at some changes, uh, some better changes coming for the radio very soon. So we'll keep you updated on those. I don't want to give too much away, but a little teaser there. And we're still putting out new podcast. VO Starter Weekly is back. So uh, they put it in season, so episode one of the next season, Explore by Touch on the iPhone, is now live. So that is out, and we will have a new episode tomorrow on the next lesson from VO Starter app. And we have all of our podcasts still coming out each day, so check those out. And we're still working on a very special episode of the IA Cast episode 200, so that will be out very soon as well. But if you also... Listen back that we had the Apple event and you could get all the details. We put that in all of our feeds. So the unmute feed, IA cast and the iCast feed. And it's on the main IA cast network feed. So you can get all of that content everywhere. It's a scary big amount of posts. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of content. So I hope you all enjoy that. And I'll hand it back to you, Marty. All right. Thanks, Michael. I wanted to throw in here really quick that tomorrow night, Bits is having a special event, which is going to be a follow-up to a audio presentation they did a couple of weeks ago. So that is going to be happening tomorrow night. That's going to be 5 p.m. West, 8 p.m. East. And for all those details, you can check out the Bits website. I do believe you have to be a member, but you can find out all the details of all of that there. And with me, as always, I got Michael Babcock. How's it going, Michael? Hey, Marty. It sounds like there's uh, just so much going on. You got to keep it all straight in your head yeah, and, I know. and make it through it. Uh, so appreciate it. What I am streaming right now myself is a local radio station, 107.3 KOOS-FM. You can get to it at KOOSFM.com. And uh, they just had a revamp of all of their liners. I know there's some radio people out there who might be interested in hearing that. A lot cleaner of a sound and things things seem to uh, be a lot more streamlined and 
consistent, which is pretty awesome. So that's what I'm streaming. Yesterday, we published Technically Working. And on that episode, Demasi and I actually get pretty serious about numbers. Uh, we we actually give you download numbers. Not a lot of shows will, will tell you what their downloads are what they're shooting to try to get to. And uh, we also talk about the influence of YouTube for the podcaster, especially the longer term podcaster and some choices that Google is making and how that might impact other people and what we plan to do. And of course we reflect on the DM series, a show we used to host together on Sunday. We published the iCast, which talked about the scary fast event. And that was, uh, a replay of the iCast. So if you already heard that, um, then you may have had duplicate content in your podcast feed. Um, and then on Thursday, we had the State of the Union episode, which is a show where Marty, myself, and Michael sit down and chat about what's going on with Unmute Presents and iCast. Uh, over the last three weeks, I've kind of missed publishing shell phone show content so i've uh, fixed that i think i'm all the way caught up i just need something for tomorrow so i'm working on that recording as well and that uh content has been focused on the contacts application and how to navigate the contacts app recently we've published a uh, quick dial editing deleting and i think that's it right now on the contacts app so that's uh those marty uh, sheila who do we got first Janet. Hi, Janet. Hello. Um, has anybody ever ex- experienced um in an app? There's this app called Southern Pulse Radio, which is a Southern Gospel Station uh app, and you load in is that application disabled. Does that mean that they got rid of the app or what? Does anybody know? And is the K O O S does it have an app? So I'll answer the second question, and then maybe Michael D. has an answer on why it might say disabled. Uh, KOOS does have an app. I do not recommend using it. It is not the most intuitive, um, but it is available in most of your uh, app streaming services. Or if you go to KOOSFM.com, there is a listen link. And if you click that, you can download the PLS file and open that in your favorite app of choice. As for the the first question, is that when you're looking at it in the app store or is that on your home screen? On my home screen. On your home screen. That is very, uh, I have never seen it say app disabled. One thing you might want to try is to try to remove the app and then reinstall it and see if that fixes it. If it's not showing up, if it's an old app, it may not be showing up and may not be compatible with your device. That's the only thing I could think of why it would do that. But I would try removing the app and reinstalling it and see if that fixes the issue. Okay, because it it hasn't been updated and I don't know how long, so maybe they're not compatible with iOS 7. It's possible. It's possible that's the case. All right, thank you. Thanks, Janet. All right, JC. Guys, wow. Hey, JC. Long time since I've been an active participant. <laughs> Anyhow, I don't have a question, but I will answer the question of the day that you guys mentioned regarding streaming. And uh, right now I am currently streaming. Well, it's still available if you have a car system that has it. XM Radio's Sirius XM The Message. I've been streaming them and I've been listening to great Christian music and listen uh, listening to music from different 
genres and different artists to stream on Apple Music and whatnot. And recently, I also streamed TBN, the Trinity Broadcasting Network, and I did listen to the GMA Dove Awards 2023, and that's available on YouTube should any of you Christian friends out there want to listen to it. Great music, great performances, and the quality is just amazing. So for any of you guys want to listen to it, you can search for it on YouTube by looking up GMA 2023 and the first result will pop up and there's a lot of good music out there. Just saying. Awesome. Thanks, JC. Appreciate that. No problem. All right. Sheila. Jamaica. Hey, Jamaica. Hello. Hello. Jamaica. And I have a very important, very important question to ask. And my question is about um, Microsoft. I have two different Microsoft programs on my computer and I'm trying to figure out um what I need to do about what 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 I need to do about it. Um so I'm trying to figure out how to get myself set up with Outlook to actually receive email. Um we tried to we tried to do it a few days ago and couldn't. So uh who is your email provider like at and what's the end part? It's Gmail. Gmail, you said? Mm-hmm. I'm, pre- I'm sure that when you open up Outlook, I think and Michael D might have to chime in on this, actually. Isn't there a Gmail or a Google? You click that, and then you can put in your Gmail credentials, and then it will populate your email that way? So you do have to go and, and add an account I believe they've changed it in Outlook and Michael B. I I have not used Outlook in quite some time, but am I wrong in thinking that Outlook has a uh, uh, where it now integrates correctly with Gmail because there was some issues before where you had to go change some settings in Gmail, but I believe it works properly now. Where so it you, does. You, yeah. You um, have to go. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think Jamaica's uh, primary concern is uh, Jamaica, tell me if I'm correct. You have two Outlooks on your computer now. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, that's so, that's what I thought. Here, as far as I know, they have like a new Outlook which came out recently, which is like a free version of Outlook. Uh, a long time ago, they used to have uh, like an express version of uh, Outlook. This was a long time ago, but then they had a regular version that you would pay for. And the lesser version or the express version was just supposed to be a simpler free version. So you can send and receive email and whatever. That became Windows Mail. Right. So now they've reintroduced a simple uh, free email app into the operating system. And I, I think they didn't they call it Outlook or do they just call it mail? No, no, or no, what, no. what is it? No, no, no. So there, there's... There's Windows Mail, and and now um, there's kind of a rollout of this new. It's called One Outlook. It's it's a revamp of the Outlook app, and everybody's going to be kind of transitioned to that. Um, it's it's kind of confusing because different people have different things. But if you have it, uh, you know, there's the Outlook app that the standard one, and then there's the the new one. So if you do have two Outlooks, that could be some confusion. You know which one is the is the 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 more powerful, and which one is the the new one. 
Michael, have you used either of these, the the new one, or um, have you seen anything similar on your end? Nope. Um, so I have not used it, but um, it may be worth, if you're interested in removing one of the Outlooks there, Jamaica, that you don't feel comfortable with, if you figure out which one you want to remove, try pressing Shift F10 when you highlight that Outlook, and then there should be an option to remove it from that point. Okay. Thank one you. Other, one Jamaica, one other thing I will ask you is is your computer a new computer? Like have you gotten it recently? Um no. This is actually I'm still using Windows 10. Okay. Computer and I and I haven't we haven't been able to get I I don't I don't know if I'm going to get get to get to I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to Windows 11 computer. Uh, because okay. nobody's right now willing to build one for me. So, yeah. Okay. One, I don't think. Well, give those things a try and let us know how that works. Hopefully that'll resolve the issue. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. All right. I think we've got one in Clubhouse, Brad. Yes, we do. We have Jane. Jane, you can go ahead and mute. Hey, Jane. Hey, Jane. I think this is unmuted. Uh-huh. Yep, we can hear yep. you, Jane. Uh, finally, okay. Um, so I'm also running a Windows um, 11, and every time I run Google Chrome, it gives me an, a memory allocation, allocation on the top. It says like the name of the you know the website I'm visiting, and then memory allocation. So like 77 MB usage or something like that. I've never seen that. Oh, and I don't know how to get yeah. rid of that. What is that? So, so I don't know how to get rid of that in Windows, but what I can to do, Jane, is point you at uh, download the Be My Eyes application on your iPhone and call Google uh, from within the specialized oh, assistance okay. and ask them if they can help you figure out why whatever your screen reader is, is reading the amount of memory allocation for each website. And then they'll look through your camera and they can help point you in the direction of disab- disabling that. Um, okay. And then also I have um, watch OS, whatever we're on, uh, mm-hmm. series eight. And I can't seem to, how do you move from watch face to watch face? I can't do the whatever gesture that was before watch OS 10 with the two fingers. The two fingers. Yep, so it looks like you have to triple tap on the watch face, and then this will bring up a list of your currently active watch faces, and then you can flick to the one you want to switch to and double tap. Wait, what did you say? Triple? Triple tap. So what I do is I tap my screen to wake up my screen, right? Uh And then it tells me the time. So if I triple tap on that, you have to do it quick, very quickly because the touch sensitivity on the watch um, but if you triple tap on that, that should bring you up to uh, what says the uh, watch faces. There's add new face on this option, but you should be able to double tap on the name of the watch face you want to switch to at that point. Um, that seems too complicated for me. It, it is. It is. <laughs> I, I preferred the way you could just use two fingers and switch between the two faces. But yeah. thanks, Shane. Appreciate it. Sheila. All right, Ed. <clears throat> Hey, Ed. Can you guys hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Uh, okay. Hello, everybody. Uh, as far as streaming goes, uh, I, the timing never works out for me. So 
luckily everybody's like, oh, well, we recorded it. It's on YouTube or on a podcast or something. So I get to it after the fact, but when I when I want to stream it, I'm not available or whatever, you know? Yep. So, uh, yeah, my question is, in two weeks, I have to give a presentation and I need to share my screen and I'm on Mac OS Ventura and the system that they're using is Jitsi. Have you guys heard of that? I have not ever heard of Jitsi. Michael, either of you guys ever heard of that? Yes. It's meet.jit.si. Um, anyway, um, well, okay, so the problem was that, that what had happened was uh, I first got in there, I didn't realize, oh, okay, uh, it, it on Ventura, it like, it's kind of locked down, so you have to go into security and privacy and then go to screen recording and then enable Safari um, or I have Safari and Firefox. You have to you have to add them. And then once you've added them, you've got to like uh, get back out again and then start over again and then just, you know, go back into Safari again. And so uh, so we did all that offline and then uh, we retired another test. Uh, yesterday and when you click on the share my screen button it's supposed to come up with a dialogue and the dialogue will give you three options i don't know what the third option is but one is like share the whole screen and the other one is like share a specific window the problem is that i can't find that dialogue i tried every trick under the book uh you know hit the vo um f2 Hit that twice to get a, a window list. That didn't show it. Um, I I just don't know how to get to that dialogue. I was hoping you guys could help me. I mean, it, it's kind of like happens in a lot of apps these days, or web apps, I should say, mm-hmm. where you get like a dialogue and you have to get to the dialogue from the main tab. So what I would do, and others may have different opinions on this, so I'll let Michael, wow, Marty and Michael chime in on this, is uh, in these instances, have you tried this in Safari or have you tried this in multiple browsers? Well, I've tried it in both uh, uh, Safari and Firefox. I I don't have Chrome yet. I I could Mm -hmm. get Chrome. Uh, So I try things in Edge, and a lot of those times... Oh, I don't have have Edge. I'm sorry. That's, That's on Windows, isn't it? No, it's also available on the Mac as well. Um, uh, and it runs with the Chromium engine. And a lot of times when I find a, a modal dialogue doesn't pop up and I can't access it with Safari, I will right. jump into Microsoft Edge. I don't use Firefox. I didn't realize that accessibility was to where it was a usable point now. Oh, so I'll it's, have to play it's with a, that. I prefer Firefox over Safari, hands down. Okay, uh, I will it, be uh, playing with this. It just works so much better. Yeah. Good. That has not always been the case. Um, I know. So I would try that in Edge, see if that works. It, it. I don't understand why it's not when uh, it's not working on Safari or Firefox, but that would be my natural next step. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. Does anybody else have anything about modal dialogues? Is the usual way you try to get to them is via hitting VO uh, F2 twice mm-hmm. and getting a window no, list? You, you could. Have you tried tabbing in to see if it it pops yeah, up in your I, tab. I, I, I tried tabbing. I tried uh, uh, quick nan on, quick nav off. Have, I tried everything. Uh, I item chooser. Uh, item chooser. Okay, v-o-i. which, which I- item chooser would you use? 
So VOI will bring up a list of all of the items that are currently present on the screen. And then you okay. can type in a word that should be part of that modal, maybe uh, share or allow. And then you can use your up and down arrow keys to see if you find that specific item on the screen. Pressing okay. VO space will then move focus to that item. And then you can try to use your VO navigation keys or tab key to access the information inside that dialogue. Oh, okay. All right. I'll give that a shot. One other quick question. You think it's possible I could start this session, you know, as per test without anybody else, just start it in Safari then, or sorry, I'm sorry, start it in Firefox and then go back over to Safari and connect to it. Because the thing I about Jitsi, before, right, yes. is, okay, that should work. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. No worries. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for your uh, questions that make me think differently. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who do we got next, Sheila? <laughs> Jeff. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> hey, Jeff. How's it going? Hey, good afternoon. Good, Marty. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep, yep. we can hear you good. Sweet. So I don't have anything that I am streaming, but that got me thinking about something that really irritates me, something that I would like to stream, and that's NFL games, um, because the television announcers, I have no clue um, what the television announcers um, are talking about when it comes to describing the game. The radio broadcasts are way better. Um, so that's what I would like to stream. Um, I had a question about, so this is Windows 11 using JAWS. Um, whenever I use Windows E to bring up, um, I, I call it File Explorer, but maybe it's called something else. Um, the main window, I say the main, so not tree view, but the, I can't remember what the main window is called. That is completely different now. It doesn't, um, I would assume after a OS update, like it has, I think, recommended or recent, and it doesn't have like the usual or what used to be the usual items in that main view. Is there a way to uh, correct that? So that is accurate. Uh, a recent Windows update has changed uh, the File Explorer home screen. I believe there may be a way to change it, and Michael D. may have a solid answer. Where I would look for that, though, Jeff, is under the Tools option in Options under General, and there may be a way to set where you are taken to when you first open File Explorer. I think that's correct, yeah. Copy this. Just go ahead and open File Explorer and then um, go up to uh, Tools. Yep, and then down to Options. Awesome. Thank you so much. No worries. And Jeff, one other thing. If you're looking to be able to get a lot of details on games, I would recommend Sirius XM. A lot of times you can say, like on an A-Lady device, like one of the Amazon speakers, or on any device for that matter, just play whatever game it is that you want to listen to. And the announcers on there are usually pretty good because they know it's all audio, so they give you tons of information. Yeah, we we have um like we get the free Sirius XM every so often in my wife's car. And well, they um, have an app now that you can download. And I believe if you get the app and you download it onto a device, it's like five bucks a month or something like that. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks. I'll check into Sirius XM. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right, Sheila. All right, Beth. Okay, yeah. My um, 
streaming devices is uh, Peacock. But my question is about Spotify, because yesterday I was trying to find the search to search for a um, artist and I couldn't find it for some reason. It kept saying like like um, names of, of genres and and different yeah. things like that, but it never so I never and and but when I would select it, it it wouldn't um wouldn't let me search for anything. So uh when you have Spotify open, I'm assuming you have it open on your phone. Is that how you're using it? Yeah, that's how I use it. So it is the second to last item on the bottom toolbar. So uh it's either two from the right in. So if you were like all the way in the bottom right corner, it's First, that's going to be library. Then one more to the left is going to be search. When you click on that, you'll have to go all the way to the top and there'll be a search box, which you can double click on. It's a single finger, a single finger, double click to actually open up the search box. And then okay. it will pop up the keyboard and it will allow you to type. And if you don't, before you do that, it's going to automatically populate a bunch of things it thinks that you may like before you start typing. So you're going right. to see all this other stuff under the search box. So once you select search, you have to go all the way up to the top and you have to do a single finger double click in order for you to be able to type or dictate whichever you want to do. Once yeah. you do that, it's going to then populate the closest things it thinks that you're looking for from top being the most closest thing it thinks you're looking for. And as you go down, it'll give you some other options. But that's how you would do it on uh, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, because I think I did see maybe that's what was confusing um, all the things you might like. You might like this and this. And yeah, yeah. you just got to double click that search box so that you can put text in there and then it will allow you to either type or dictate whatever you want. And right. once you do that on the keyboard, there's a search button. You hit that and then it will uh, populate what you're looking for close to what you're looking for. Mm hmm. And then you just kind of, kind of sift through it. And oh, I was going to ask Michael about the um, newsline, uh, bad Babcock. It's yep. So big. about getting your um, about getting your TV listings on Newsline. So have you went in and set your TV listing uh, provider up yet in your Newsline account on the phone? Um, you mean my cable, my cable yes. provider? I have yes. not. I I didn't know where it didn't ever say provider. So so you need to call. So you it's my understanding that you cannot do this um, from the NFB app itself. You need to call the eight hundred uh, the eight 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 number and set your details at that point, and then you can search your TV listings from your phone uh, app and from the web page or I'm sorry from your phone app and from the phone itself when you call in. Oh, that's correct. okay, and, so 888 that's the newsline uh number. Yep. So and, call that okay. newsline number and then follow the prompts you want to go into your user settings and then uh configure that information in there. Oh, okay. Thank you, Michael. Okay. So I have to then I'll talk to someone and uh it'll walk you list. through It'll walk you through uh, getting it. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, okay. It's all automated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Who do we got next? Um, Brad. Clubhouse. Hey, Brad. Yes, we have Cheryl on stage. Go ahead, Cheryl. I believe you can okay. unmute. Okay. 
Hey, Cheryl, I how think you doing? I am. am I unmuted? Yep, you we are. can hear you. Okay. Hi. I'm. Hello, guys. Hello. I am... How are you? <laughs> just peachy. I love hearing all this information. But I just wanted to share about the gentleman. I think it was Ed who was talking about the the Apple with Firefox. I have found, and I use an iPad and an iPhone. And I don't know if it's the same or not, but. Firefox has a habit of going into reader mode when it knows that I have voiceover on. And so I have to constantly go up and take it out of reader mode because none of the, it won't, none of the um, links or anything, any of the buttons, nothing shows up when it's in reader mode. So that might be something for him to look at in his, uh, on the, um, you know, whatever button it is you push to check out what's going on on Safari. Okay. I mean, on on Firefox. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks. We appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. Marie. Hey, Marie. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Uh, First of all, I am also getting that uh, quick message about the memory usage on certain websites. I don't think it's happening on all websites, and I think it's happening in both Google and Edge, and that's just something new. But my question is... And I'm running Windows 10 22H2 and JAWS 2024, the latest. And when I go into File Explorer and I arrow down and I land on a PDF file, before it says the name of the file, it says uh, something width fits, uh, item is fit to width, width complete. And I don't know how to get rid of it. I don't know what's causing it. It's really strange. And I use edged open PDFs. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. That is strange. Um, it's I wonder really if, odd. I wonder if it's a oh, view it menu file option. fit to width complete. And it's only for PDF files? Uh-huh. Just PDF files. So I'm going to give you my generic response and say, uh, you may want to contact the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk or JAWS uh, uh, support because I have not encountered this. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And it just yeah. happened, uh, uh, it's gone through, and it happened in 2023, JAWS also, and and several updates to Microsoft Edge. So I, I have no idea. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks. No problem. Thanks a lot. All right. Teresa. Teresa. Hey, Teresa. You're muted. All right. Let's go to Petra. We'll come back to Teresa. Apologize. I, no, I'm, I'm here. Okay. I apologize. All right. Go okay. ahead. Um, okay. I, um, I was like a little kid in the candy store the other day. I went on that Let's Go Shopping event on um, Zoom. And Barry sure was on there. And um, I talked with them offline. And he was talking about either uh, maybe a BookSense player or Victor String 3, whichever I would want. And um, he said something about the BookSense player has apps. And then also there's OCR. Now, I know what that means, you know, optical character recognition. Uh, how effective is that? Let's say if you want to take a picture of a printed uh, page, you know, let's say you get some mail and you want to be able to read it. Um, through the OCR. So uh, the I have not actually used the OCR feature of the Sense Player <laughs> myself directly. However, the people yes. who I've spoken to who've used it and 
the demonstrations yeah. that I have heard online are that it does pretty good with scanning like menus or, or items while you're out and about. Uh, the convenience yes. of just having one device with physical buttons to push to be able to access that information can be beneficial to people. And it does it offline, so you don't have to always have an internet connection in order to scan with it. I will oh, tell good. you, if so you're why? looking at that device, the yes. device has a camera the one with the camera is a little bit more expensive than the one without the camera so you when you're yeah. looking at those devices and if you're going to make a purchase or look at either of them just know that there's one that's a lesser price and that one is without the camera so if you want to be able to have the ocr capabilities you do need to get the one with the camera and it's a little bit more yeah. expensive oh so would my better bet on that would be to maybe get have an ipad or at, if I can find, still find it at seventh generation iPod Touch. Uh, you may not be able to get an iPod Touch to get up to the latest operating system at this point. So, yes, maybe not. But you could maybe get a small iPad, like an iPad Mini. I mean, the point of those other yes. two devices is they're really small, like more like the size of a phone. And yeah. so uh, you could put them in your purse or your pocket or whatever, which you may not be able to do with an iPad. That might be a little bit larger of a device to carry around with you. Uh, what uh -huh. some people do is they buy themselves like an iPhone SE and they just keep it on Wi-Fi mode and they don't actually hook it up to a service. But then you're not really going to have any internet when you're out and about if you do need it. So... And what I'd also right. say, Petra, it really comes down to your needs. If you just want a dedicated device to read things and you have that benefit of having OCR in that reading device, then I, for the the amount of value that I get in full transparency, AT Dice does sell the SensePlayer OCR. Um, I, I would personally prefer to get the sense player because it does give you that ability to expand outside the ecosystem that does come with a, yeah. a little bit more of a learning curve. But in my opinion, the best bang for the buck would be that sense player OCR. Right. He said there, you know, I could have other apps like, um, you know, Pandora and Spotify, yep. but of course I know they would, those would probably require having Wi-Fi. Yes. They would require Wi-Fi. Yeah. Although it does give you that flexibility. If you have a premium account on some of those, like Spotify, for example, when you're at home, when yeah. you do have Wi-Fi, you can either go on Spotify and download some albums, or you can create your own playlist with whatever songs you want on there. And if you do have the premium version of Spotify, they do have an option mm -hmm. in there to do offline listening, which means it'll save it to the device and you don't need the internet to listen to your music. Ooh, okay. Okay. Well, so that's you. an option too. Right. Because, so you, you could know, download things like your books, your music, if you uh -huh. have premium Spotify. I mean, just check those things out and see what it is that you want. And as long as you can uh, save things to your device, then when you're out and about, you wouldn't need internet. Right. Because it has been my unfortunate experience, especially with the Victor stream that when you're out, um, let's say I, I go to a convention, I'm in a hotel room, I cannot get their um, hotel Wi-Fi with the screen. The browser mm. doesn't support it. Gotcha, because it has that captive portal, yeah. So I, yes. th that's my opinion. And then one last thing, Petra, before we move on to the next, or I'm sorry, Teresa, before we move on to the next person, um, is that 
check into with the people you're purchasing what type of return policies they have. So if you get the okay. device and you realize that it's not right for you, or hopefully it is right for you, but if you realize that it's not right for you, it's important to be armed with that information so you can reach out to the company and say, hey, I realize this isn't right for me and I'm within your 14-day return window. Can I set up a return? And that's a good opportunity to make sure that you have what fits your needs. Right. Oh, can I answer your question? Um, sure. I like to stream. I like to stream a lot of radio stations on the stream, and I'm also on the A device. But of course, I'm noticing now. That, okay, I'm noticing now that some state radio stations now are guess what they're doing? <laughs> November the first, and if not before, it's <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, exactly. I like Christmas music, but I think there's a time when it's a little too early. <laughs> and Sunday, October 29th, I thought was a little too early. But yeah. um, for the gentleman <laughs> talking about the game, I get Westwood One on my um, Victor stream. And so um, tell him the key, if he's still listening, key in Westwood and then type out the word one, O N E, and sports. Okay, Westwood um, One Sports and, I, and give that a try. Uh huh. Right. And Perfect. I listen to Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, you know, night games. They don't do the afternoon games, but they do Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. And I bet you, I bet you they'll be on all day Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> Probably. Well, well, thank you, heaven. Teresa. I'll be appreciate in heaven it. with that. <laughs> yes, all right. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Okay. All right, Sheila. Who's now, next? Now is Petra. Hey, hey Petra. Hey, there. Um, I have a question about the Apple Watch. Okay. Previous to the the last update, my, my phone I don't let automatically update. I update it when I feel comfortable. But the watch I just let it update when it wants to. So I have I've got word that there's another update that it might do tonight, but it hasn't done that one yet. But it used to be I could swipe up with two fingers to find out how what battery charge I had, and to go down and turn on water lock and things like that. And now the two finger swipe up doesn't do that anymore. How right, can so I now, check the battery level on my watch? So now there are two buttons on the side. One is a round button. One is a square button. Right. Click the square button one time, and that'll bring up what used to be the two-finger swipe up. And you'll have like your Wi-Fi, your battery, all that Perfect. stuff right there. Perfect. Thank you. No problem. All right. Next is Deb. Deb Marina. Hey, Deb. Good morning. I have a question about using Todoist. I was assigned to use Asana, but unfortunately, I run JAWS on Windows 10 on a PC with something called Text Expander behind it. Anyway, the three of them together just crashed the computer enough times that I said, okay. And so now I'm starting to try to use Todoist as a substitute for Asana. And my question is how I find it very user-friendly on the iPhone, but on the PC, what is anybody, I heard that several of you are using that. Are you using it with? Yep. So on Windows with JAWS, the secret to make the PC application more usable. Uh, first of all, my best experience is on the mobile device, but I have had to use Todoist on my computer with uh, JAWS. So when you open Todoist, you press JAWS key and the letter Z like Zulu. So the JAWS key is either insert or caps lock or numpad zero. 
and the letter Z for Zulu. That'll disable virtual viewer mode. And then if you type GI, G means go to, I means inbox, or GT, go to today, then you can use your arrow keys to go up and down to view your tasks in that project. Okay, great. But I am right that it seems like the most everything is accessible from the phone. Yeah. Yep. Okay, great. Thank you. That was it. No worries. Thanks for your question. All right. Anne. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Hey. Hey, everybody. Oh, this, How are you doing, I love Anne? these calls. One of my, some of my favorite calls of the whole week. All right. Um, all of a sudden, um, an email, um, when I go to the top left, um, it used to say inbox, and now it says inbox heading, and I have to flick around to find inbox. So what, if, what do I need to change in settings, or what do I need to do to it? What platform are you on? Is this on a phone or a computer? Or oh, what the is it? SE2020 phone. And so this is in the regular mail app? Yes. So you have, do you have more than one account in your mail app? No. So when you open up your mail app, what do you see when you first open it up? When a list of everyone the, who sent you the, an email, like a whole list of... Well, I usually go them. to the top left and it usually says um, mailbox and now it's saying... Um, and I would tap on it, but now it's saying heading, mailbox heading. I was wondering if I need to change something in settings. So I don't think you need to change something in settings. I just did it on my end. And, and when I go to the top end, uh, the top left corner of my mail, it says all inboxes. No, mine says mailboxes heading. And that's what you're hearing, right? Is mailboxes heading? Mailbox and then heading. But it used to just be mailbox. Now it's saying heading. So I don't know. Maybe Apple changed it to make that be a heading. Um, I'm not certain if there was a change in the recent update, but that is oh, also then what to mine find is doing. Mailbox, you have to what? Flick to the you, right? Yep, flick to the right, and then you should hear the name of the email account that you have, uh, and it'll say button. And if you double tap on that, that'll take you into your inbox. Okay. I just wonder why I was all of a sudden getting heading. Yep, sounds like it may have just been a code change that they made in the Apple email account. I'm not sure why it's saying heading, but I can replicate that. Okay. We're getting used to the ways the way it was before, so they changed it. That's typically what they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the grocery store. When you finally figure out where everything is, they change it all around on you. There's another little thing that's happening to people is in recent, um, you start flicking and sometimes instead of reading the next phone number, it will say the word delete. Well, you're scared to do anything because you don't want to delete something you don't want to delete. And so I didn't know whether I should. What I've been doing is closing it out and open it back up. But but um, somebody was saying go to the edit button or flick up or down. And neither one of them is working necessarily every time. So what's going on in recents? They've made it. They, they, oh, go ahead, Michael. Go for it. I can only replicate that if I flick down on a contact. So I'm wondering if for some reason your finger may be interpreted as you flicking down. Because if you flick down on recent, then it does say delete. But if you flick to the right, it should take you to the next entry in your recents. But it's not. It's taking me to a word called delete. And I don't want to do that. 
and and I want to call that person, and it, it won't let me call them. It's saying delete the word delete. Right. So, um, if you flick up when it says delete, does it say activate? Um, I had it do that one time, and another time when it happened, I got the drum. I get the drum a lot. <laughs> My phone must be real musical. <laughs> so what I would try doing and and not being there when that happens for you, I would try flicking up and it shouldn't uh, go from delete to activate. And if you double tap when it says activate, then that's telling you that it's going to call that number. But what if you don't want to necessarily call that did, number, you're just going through it. Something they did in this update was in the recents list. It used to be that you would only flick up or down and would only activate what your finger was on. But if you flick up now and you end up on delete, it puts your whole entire recents list into edit mode. And so you have to either go to the top right and hit cancel, or you just have to intentionally make sure that you're flicking right or left and not up or down. If you do hear delete, flick up again so it goes back to activate instead of delete. So then when you get activate, what do you do with it? Then you could do a single finger double tap and it will call or do whatever. Kind of confusing, but. Yeah. You just I have to be more intentional bug. about your gestures. I think gestures. it's a bug since, since they update. It's what I think. Well, uh, give that give those options a try and see if that works for you and check in with us. Uh, we do have about 14 minutes and a couple of hands. So I want to jump okay. on to the next one. Who do we got next, Sheila? Malcolm. Hey, hey Malcolm. Malcolm. I'm coming. I, hello. I have a quick question. The number for NFB you said was 888-what? Uh, I didn't give it because I don't have that handy. Um, oh. You can contact your local library or uh, look up NFB Newsline phone number. On Google? Yep. Okay. Okay, thanks. No yep. worries. Oh, my favorite streaming is, is uh, I have a Roku box and I stream just about everything. Awesome. That works Thank out you. good. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Nolan. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Tuesday. Um, I'm not sure if you guys were aware, but I sent you guys an email last week concerning the issue with me trying to use loopback and trying to route. Uh, trying to route what? Looks like we lost Nolan. We can go to the next person yeah. and see if he comes back around yeah. again. All right. Um, Pam. Hey, Pam. Yes. Hey, Pam. <clears throat> I, I, too, suspect there's a bug in recents because one of the things that is happening is, and I'm a long-time user. I mean, I know when I'm flicking up or down or sideways or whatever. Mm -hmm. There is that stupid delete button that wants to clear everything. Uh, but what is happening to me is when I double tap on a number to place a call to return a call from recents, even though the activate button is, I mean, that's what it's set on. Sometimes the call will not go through. And what I then have to do is restart my phone. That's the only uh. thing that seems to straighten it out you could uh well at least i've had the same uh, issue pam and what mm -hmm. i have done 
is mm-hmm. actually completely quit out of the app. So if you go down yeah. to the bottom center and swipe up to app chooser and completely do a three finger swipe up to quit it and then go back and open it again, it should solve the problem, at least in that moment anyway. Well, I well I will try. Uh, you know, I think I tried that once and it didn't work, but I'll try it again. Yeah, I'm but not yes, saying it works I've, every single time, but when I've had the same issue, I've done that and yeah. it has worked. It's just about quitting the app. I haven't had to restart my phone completely yeah. yet anyway, but well, when I, I quit out yesterday. of the app completely, yeah, it will. I did yesterday. It. And I'll tell you another thing real quickly. There's something weird going on in notes, and that is if you're in within a note, and yes, I'm in edit mode, I'm in all that other stuff. When you try to navigate by line, it doesn't work. It'll read the mm-hmm. entire note. So Pam, you got to make sure that anytime you have a bug that you submit it so that they well, can try I'm going and get these to. things that's, fixed. That's on my to-do list today. All right. Yeah. Along well, thanks, with 19,000 other things. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Perfect, priority. We, yeah, I know. We appreciate that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump back over to Nolan because I see that Nolan came back in and I did read your email, Mm -hmm. Nolan. um, And it looks like you were asking for some more help about isolating your voice from voiceover when sharing your screen with loopback. That's a little too in depth for the situation here. So what I recommend you doing, Nolan, is if you go to payown.live, P-A-Y-O-W-N.live, and since I have your email up, I'll reply to your email and send that to you. You can actually do a search on that YouTube channel for Loopback, and Demasi put together a quick audio tutorial on using loopback specifically with the vocaster you'll need to take your hardware and put that into play where he uh uses the vocaster and that should help you with getting a little bit more comfortable with loopback okay because i'm actually using a different mixer than vocaster i I get that i can't remember the actual interface name Yep, and that's why it's a little too in-depth to go into in this call, but I'll give you some resources where you can go start applying that knowledge to figure out what you need to do with your mixer, okay? All right, thank you for your help, Michael. No worries. Who do we got next, Sheila? And I see we have uh, under 10. Yeah, we have, you're under 10, and we have two repeat, no other news. So, Ed, go ahead. Okay, you guys hear me again? Yep, Yep. we can hear you. Uh, Okay, I was going to say something to that lady with the... um, uh, the problem with the swiping or t- tapping and getting delete. Uh, but it sounded more like a recent thing with iOS 17. So I don't have that yet. So I'll shut up. <laughs> um, my question again is on the Mac. Um, and you you know how you can set up uh, different voiceover profiles per app? Yep. So uh, activity is with voiceover. Right, sorry, about? activities. Yep. Right. Exactly. Uh, and I've got a situation where I've got two of them, right? I've the, the standard one, which is like the default. And then mm-hmm. I added another one called programming and that's got like, you know, it does all the, uh, punctuation and a bunch of other stuff. Um, anyway, the problem is, is that sometimes happens like I'll be, I'll be in my editing, you know, when I'm editing some code and then I'll jump over to the. Uh, Safari or any web browser or whatever, and it switches it in there. It switches it to uh, uh, the regular voiceover setting. When I switch back, it's still on the voiceover. Uh, so, in other words, I've got it pinned to the to the terminal app, for example. But yet, when I switch over, it doesn't it doesn't switch in. 
And I got a related question, but let's see if we can solve that one first. So is this what OS is this on? Ventura? Uh yeah, Ventura, yeah. But I've had this problem like since way back yep. when. Yep, yep. I can say I've had this problem and the only way that I get it to fix, and it doesn't happen all the time. That's what makes it a little bit more difficult right. to trouble do uh the way that i get it to fix is if you just simply uh, restart voiceover a lot of times it'll pick up the proper activity that it's supposed to be in okay yeah you can also use uh i think it's like vo shift x or something and it brings up like a list of um uh, activities or whatever and then you know you can select the one and that's how i usually get out of it uh, it's just annoying but the a related thing is that uh if you if you go over there, right? If you go over to the web browser and you're in the voiceover activity, uh, and you change your, you know, when you do, you know, vou or quick nav or something, you rotate, and you can go lines or headings, excuse me, uh, headings or characters or something like that. Um, yeah. uh, when you switch back, it leaves it there, right? Like in other words, I was on lines before. Right. And then I switched over, you know, now I'm in voiceover. I switched to characters or words and then I switched back and uh, now I'm I'm still on words or characters uh, when I switch back. So it's kind of like it's global. It's not like per activity. I would thought it would be per activity, but I guess I'm. No, I think it, I think you are correct. I I believe I've seen that as well. The other thing that I also get sometimes when I'm in when I switch over to Safari, um, mm. I try to go into my rotor and right. it will only show me window spots and it doesn't let me get to headings and stuff like that. So I've encountered uh. that as well. And then, uh, yeah. So I think that's unfortunately just part of working with voiceover on the Mac. Yeah, and things I think like you're right. that need to be sent into Apple. Um, I recently encountered an issue with activating a Mac and not being able to access the Wi-Fi menu. So I dropped Apple accessibility and email, and I believe they're looking into that now and what can be done. Okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, All no right. Worries. You've got a new hand and you've got five minutes. So restore Let's take the new hand. Restoria, go ahead. And Hello, how you doing? Good, how are you? Okay, I just want uh, you to give me the steps real quick for voice or uh, for voiceover on an iPad mini. I can't get her to speed up her voice. When they did that last update, she went slow, and I don't know where to go to make so her. You would open up settings. Okay. You would go to accessibility. Mm -hmm. You would go to voiceover. Okay. Then you'd scroll down in that list. And in that list, you're going to hear uh, the it's a speed. It's what it's called. And that's how fast the voice talks. And you got to do it one of two ways. If you flick up or down, you put your finger on it and you do a single flick up or down it will jump it up either 10 or jump it down 10. So it's either going to make it a much faster than it is right now if you're okay with where you land. If you do a single finger flick up, then you'd be all right. But if you want it to be more one at a time, you're going to have to do a single finger double click on it and hold. And then you, while you're holding your finger on it, you slide either up or down. It will go you know in a single finger or a single digit increments but it kind of jumps around a lot so you have to be really careful so i would start with 
flicking up once or down once to see if maybe one flick up would be enough for you. Okay. Thanks. Okay. No problem. All right. And you've got like two minutes. So do you want to take this last hand? If it's fast. Beth, go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah. The Peacock um, streaming. um, I sometimes have a problem with the finding the search. I eventually um, it's kind of hard, but also how can I add to my stuff? It always says my stuff, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't. uh, There's no um, way it. I don't think that I heard it say um, add to my stuff. So that's a little more in depth than we have time to go into right now. I will say explore the screen. I don't use Peacock myself, but there should be an add to my stuff button. Maybe when you open a show before you start watching it. But thanks a lot for that, Beth. Mm -hmm. And uh, we appreciate it. Marty, you want to close it up? Thanks. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for being here. We appreciate it. And as always, thanks, Sheila and Brad, for all you do. We so much appreciate you guys. If you have any questions, comments, or anything else, you can reach us at feedback at unmute.show. And everybody have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys.